Hello, Bettys. Welcome to the show. Before we get to our guest today, I just wanted to let you know that we have such an epic list of guests coming up in March. We are talking about menopause. We're talking about autoimmunity. We're talking about muscle building. We're talking about recovery practices. And I don't want you to miss any of it. Even if you are listening to the podcast, you may not necessarily be subscribed. So you're going to have to manually go into your podcast app and press play. I would love for you to hit that subscribe button so that you are getting the podcast as they are released. It's going to make me oh so happy to know that you are a subscriber of the pod. You are officially a Betty in the Bettyverse. And of course, you are never going to miss an episode and be the first to know when it drops. Thank you so much. Hey, Betties. Welcome to the Better Podcast. It's your host, Dr. Stephanie. It is geeky magic time where I step away from the interviews and just talk to you. It's just going to be me and you today. And these episodes, I'm going to bring you personal insights, frequently asked questions, topic du jour in a more condensed, quick, and actionable way. I go hard on the geek, wrap it up with sprinkles and magic for you to do and be better. Hey, hey, Bettys. Welcome to Geeky Magic. Today, we are going to talk about how you can begin to maximize the symmetry and beauty, not only in your face, but in your body. I am a huge fan of the Bio Optimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. It has seven forms of magnesium, which is going to help to transform your stress and your performance and your recovery and your sleep to the next level. I'm often asked like, well, what are the types of magnesium we should be looking for? So there's magnesium chelate and citrate and bisglycinate and malate, sucrosomial, taurate and orotate. They have various effects on the body. Bisglycinate, probably the most bioavailable and most absorbable. Malate, it's found naturally in fruits, helps with migraines. Chronic pain has been shown to help improve depression. Magnesium citrate uh, helps with arterial stiffness. It helps with maintaining a healthy weight. Magnesium chelate is important for muscle building, recovery and health. The list goes on and on. You're basically getting them all in one supplement. Each supplement itself is 500 milligrams of magnesium, which I feel is such a great dosage as a great baseline for most women. I have found a beautiful medium of actually cycling my magnesium. So I actually will take one or two of these. So I'm either getting 500 milligrams or up to a gram of magnesium, depending on where I am in my cycle. So head on over to biooptimizers.com forward slash better and use code better for 10% off of any order, but make sure that the magnesium breakthrough is in your cart. Don't be fooled by the frigid temperatures. Keeping hydrated in the wintertime is super important. In colder temperatures, we sweat more due to a higher metabolic demand of trying to maintain a core body temperature. We lose more fluids and electrolytes through our urine. We lose more water through respiration and just general breathing. And our skin dries out in the wintertime as well. We are a ski family, and over this winter, we have been using Elementee's Chocolate Medley. The chocolate chai is absolutely incredible with some boiling water, a splash of milk. And my kids love the chocolate mint with some hot water. This is our apreski. We cozy up with Element Hot After Hours on our cross-country trails. Now, for a limited time, you too can get the Element Tea Chocolate Medley and enjoy them hot as I have been doing with this exclusive insider bundle for you. When you buy three boxes of any flavor, it doesn't have to be the chocolate, it can be any of the flavors that they offer, you are going to get the fourth box 
free. If you head over to drinkelement.com forward slash Dr. Estima, you'll see that exclusive offer at the bottom of the page. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And tell me which of the chocolate, Melody, you love the best. I'm really excited to talk about this because I think that it can be actually an incredibly emotionally charged uh, topic around beauty, uh, you know, conjures up images of Instagram influencers using, you know, the same backdrop and some crazy filter and some face tuning app. But what I'm really talking about here is the relationship between beauty and health and how form can actually indicate function. So things like the symmetry of the face, the whiteness of the eyes, the whiteness of your teeth and your enamel, the quality of your skin. And of course, I am not the only person to explore this idea. There have been many people who have tried to explain in mathematical terms how beauty or what we perceive when we look at someone and we say, oh, that person's really attractive, how this is actually a mathematical equation. And for females, when we think about the female body type, so there's like a couple different types of body types, they really do predict lifespan. So we have, you know, the apple shape, the pear shape, the hourglass shape. Uh, I forget what there's another, I believe it's the banana, but that's sort of like the tall, lanky um, type of body uh, shape. And the hourglass shape is usually predictive for longevity. It also is actually one of the healthiest because this comes back to our waist to hip ratio. And I really like looking at your waist to hip ratio because it is not talking about fitting into a certain size. Like we're not talking about being a size two or even a four or six or like, it doesn't matter what what your size is. It is the ratios and the proportions that are important. Now, if you, of course, you've remembered Marilyn Monroe, I think she would have been a size 16 by today's standards. And of course, um, many people would say, well, that's overweight and whatever. But when we look at her waist to hip ratio, this is the hourglass. And of course, ladies, this comes back to our glutes, right? So I've talked about glutes as a proxy for predicting longevity, and it's actually great to have a big butt. (laughs) What I mean by that is, of course, we want those glutes to be strong and powerful, we don't want them marbled, right? So if we were to go into a steakhouse and ask for a cut of steak, the most expensive type of steak is going to be the one where there's been fatty infiltration of the meat. They'll call it marbling. For humans, when we're talking about longevity, we want the opposite, ladies. So we want a big butt, we want, it, but we want our butt to be strong. And it's important that we think about strength, not only in the glutes, but I mean, in the entire neuromusculoskeletal system, but glutes in particular are predictive of longevity. And again, like I said, I really want to reinforce, this is not about vanity. Although, you know, I'm a vain woman. I can admit it. I want to look good too. You know? So uh, I don't know why my truth teller is always, I always pull out the Southern accent, like, ah, I am also vain and I'm fine. But the way that we look is going to speak volumes about our health form implies function. And maybe this is a bit of natural selection too, right? Like the most symmetrical you know, the most functioning humans are the most likely who are going to select a mate, reproduce, and then those genes are going to have the greatest, um, uh, 
chance for propagation and survival. And when we have, you know, especially when we think about our kids, right? So kids that, and I used to see this all the time in in practice, kids that were left on their back a lot or didn't get a lot of tummy time would end up having something called plagiocephaly, which is basically a fancy word for a skull deformity, or you might know it if you're a mom as like a flat head, you know, if the, if the baby was always sleeping with one, one head to the side, they might've developed a flattened side of that skull. And this can lead to, you know, if this deforms the orbit, for example, this may down the line may necessitate the child needing glasses, or if it affects the jaw and the, and the development of the mandible, then maybe that child might need braces. Or if their molars become impacted, maybe they're going to need, you know, oral surgery or what have you. So the symmetry of not only our skulls, our muscles, our spine, our face, this is really important. And there are things, even if you have a flat, you know, even if you're like, oh damn, I have a flat part of my spine or oh damn, I know my kids have that. There are things that I'm going to give you today um, in terms of actionable items, in terms of how we can improve our symmetry, both from a physical, from a, you know, somatic perspective, as well as a facial one. So let's start with how we can begin to assess our symmetry. Very easily, I'm going to ask you to do a postural assessment. So if you were to look at yourself in the mirror, no cheating, and this is the honor system, this is the Betty honor system here, we want to be looking for internal rotation of the shoulders. And when I say internal rotations of the shoulders, if your arms are just kind of hanging by your side and your, let's say your thumbs are just sort of lightly touching your legs, if you were to internally rotate, the back of your hand would now be touching your legs. That is an internal rotation of the shoulder. And you don't, it doesn't have to be that extreme where you're like, yeah, my my, you know, my hands are like the back of my hand, the dorsum of my hand is touching my legs. It doesn't have to be that extreme, just that you're noticing that your shoulders are forward and in. Potentially, if you've ever had a massage, they might've said to you, oh, you know what? You have really tight pecs or you have really tight shoulder muscles, the deltoid, the anterior deltoid. Those are clues that you might have some internal rotation of the shoulders. And then you may also develop as a consequence of that, some trigger points in the mid back. So again, massage therapist, chiropractor, body worker is going to be a really good clue here for you because we can't see our backs, right? But if you have trigger points or tender points in and around the trapezius muscle, which is kind of this like big diamond shaped muscle, uh, goes across the shoulders and then kind of comes down uh, the border of the scapula and attaches to the spine. If you have trigger points in there, that may also be an indication that those muscles are long and weak because when the front of your body is flexed, when the front of your body is short and tight by, you know, that necessitates that the, the opposing muscle group, in this case, your extensors in your back are going to be long and weak. Other things that you want to look for are a strong presence of a sternocleidomastoid or your neck flexors. So as SEM for short, because sternocleidomastoid, too long to say all the time. So SCSC, there's my Southern, it's too long to say all the time, the sternocleidomastoid. So your SCM, this is the kind of the bulky muscle that goes from your collarbone in the front all the way to right behind your ear bone. And you can make it pop if you turn, like, let's say you turn your 
your head to the right, you're going to see the left SCM pop. And um, this is this is an area that I actually personally work on a lot. My SCMs are strong mothers. They are very strong. So I am consistently and often either doing like gua sha technique or um, stretching and, and different types of functional movement to try and lengthen and elongate these. So strong SEM muscles. And then the other thing, other test that I'd like you to do is to see how far you can rotate side to side. So this is just with your neck, trying to bring your, like if you have a mirror for visual, if you try to bring your, if you try to look over to one side, a normal range of motion is between 80 and 90 degrees of cervical range of motion. So you should be able to actually get your nose lined up with your shoulder without hiking your shoulder forward. And you'll probably notice if you do this from left to left to right, that you're going to have one good side and one bad side, meaning that let's say it's going to be easier for you to turn your head to the right than it is for you to turn your head to the left. So I, this is a sort of a rudimentary postural assessment. Other things that you can also look for is when you're standing, do your hips sway forward. So if you were to look at the middle part of your hip, does that line up with the, at least the anterior third of the knee? So this is, I'm kind of drawing like a plumb line for you here. If there was like a line, imaginary line that was, that was dropped you know, you're looking at yourself from the side here. If you were to line up, like if you were to draw a line on the wall and measure, measure it up, what we want to see is that the ear, the shoulder, the hip and the knee, and then the malleolus, the lateral malleolus or the ankle are all in one line. So that might be another thing that you can look. So do you sway? Do you have, are your hips forward? Do you have a flattened lumbar curve? Do you have a really accentuated lumbar curve from years of gymnastics like yours truly? If you look at my lumbar spine, uh, it is it is quite pronounced. So I have to be very careful because of course, that's going to mean that my lumbar spine, like the erector spine I group, the multifidi, like my lower muscles in my low back are going to be tight. And then my abdominal muscles are going to be, again, because those are the opposing muscles group, they have a tendency or have a tendency to become long and weak. So abs and core are really important for someone like myself, or if you've done gymnastics, or if you just have a, if you just have a large uh, lumbar lordosis or a lumbar curve in there. So that might, those might be clues for you that you may have some postural work to do. And one of the things that I have found, and this is true over and over again, is that people are really ready to, if when they're approaching a lifestyle change, you know, if they want to, you know, if they're like, I need to lose weight, I need to improve my metabolism, or I need to, you know, improve the way I'm looking and, you know, all that, they are very willing to begin an exercise regimen. So that might be some sort of workout program that I designed for them. They might, um, you know, integrate some new nutritional changes in their diet. Maybe we're moving them from, you know, eating a more processed, quick, fast foods to slow foods and whole foods, but it's the rehab. It's the posture. It's the, it's top of mind, but it just falls to the wayside. So and I think it's because it's a, it's kind of a big ask, right? It's a big ask to be like, okay, so you're going to work out four times a week and you're going to cook all of your meals. And you're going to make sure you're getting eight and a half to nine hours of sleep at night and you're going to do rehab. It's like, when am I going to fit this in? Like, do I need to hire someone to make sure that I'm getting all of this in? So a couple of things. And I, uh, I borrow this term from Ben Greenfield and he calls them mobility snacks. And I want to kind of modify this a little bit and call them rehab snacks because rehab actually doesn't take a lot of time, but it's because it doesn't take a lot of time that it's really easy for us to be like, meh, 
I'll just like, you know, like I'll just like chuck it to the side. It's only five minutes anyway. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything. But of course the aggregate of like chucking that five or 10 minutes over many, many, you know, months, years, decades, of course, is going to add up for you. And you're going to run into problems when you're older. So some of the, some of the ways that you're going to counteract poor posture and poor posture is usually a sympathetic or a flexion dominant upper back or like the front of the body is kind of flexed forward. The back is long and weak. We want to be activating our extensors and stretching out our flexors. So extends, and I would, I, I would actually extend that. Wah, wah, I would extend the <laughs> extensor category to say, I laugh at my own jokes. I'm so funny. So extensor and rotation, these are the ones that you want to activate. And then the flexors. So the, the, typically the muscles in the front of the body, the ones you can see are the ones you want to lengthen. So a couple of examples of extension and rotation muscles. We want to be activating our back muscles, our lats, the neck muscles on the back of our necks. So like kind of where your hairline, like on the, you know, where your hair is in the back, not in the front, uh, your shoulder girdle, because that's involved in rotation, uh, of the humerus and, and, and of the scapula. Uh, and the spinal muscles, uh, some of the deep uh, muscles in the spine that are involved in rotation and stabilization. These are super important to be activating through the day, especially if you sit at a desk. And then you, we want to also be lengthening our flexors. So the pec muscles, like I was talking about the front of the shoulders, hamstrings are also flexors. We often think, oh, we're on, they're on the back of the body, so they must be extensors. Nope. They are your flexors. They flex the knee and they are often in just like your chest muscles are in a shortened position when you are sitting through the day. So we want to be thinking about elongating our hamstrings. And then of course the SCM muscle, like I said, one of the biggest neck flexors we have, um, most powerful ones as well, and the anterior neck musculature. So these are some things to be thinking about. So I really love one of my favorite things, which is kind of a double whammy of both extension and rotation is to, um, be rotating your head. I call this like the Pantene hair flip. So basically what you're doing is you're pretending like you're in a Pantene commercial. I don't even know if that company exists anymore, but I remember seeing their hair product commercials like several years ago. And I was like, wow, that hair looks amazing. Like whatever they have, like I want some of that. So what they were doing was they were flipping their hair over their shoulder. And of course the hair is like super shiny and gorgeous and perfect. But what you're doing is actually the ne- the extension and rotation part in the neck. So you're going to start with your head in neutral. And if you can just imagine your nose is pointing forward. So you're in a neutral position right now. And then you're going to try to point your nose to the back corner of whatever room you are occupying. Occupying. So if you were to, um, you know, looking straight and now you're going to try to point your nose to the back right corner, what you're doing there is you're, is you're imparting an extension and a, and a rotation moment into the joints in the neck. You're also simultaneously stretching out the neck flexors and you're contracting the extensors and the, ro- and, and the rotation muscles in the neck. So I love that. And you can actually do that while you're at your desk, right? So if you are looking neutral, pointing the nose to the back right corner, and then you come back to neutral, and then you're going to try to point your nose to the back left corner. And you can do that several times. Like if you're kind of checking emails, read the email, back corner on the right, back corner on the left, do that one or two times, and then back to the email you go. And you can just kind of get in these like little rehab snacks, like just kind of sneak them in. And they're like little bonuses, right? Because the more that you can kind of sneak them into like the everyday, your everyday, the better it is going to be for you. I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, and overall aging well. 
I personally decided on an infrared sauna from Sunlighten because of the range of far wavelengths and near infrared wavelengths that it offers. Saunas help with detoxification and rejuvenation to rid your body of toxins. It helps with heart health by improving circulation, reducing blood pressure, and helping keep the arteries supple. It helps with muscle recovery by easing the tension and soreness to recover faster. And of course, stress reduction with the warmth and the relaxation of sitting in a sauna. It's crucial for hormonal balance and achieving a state of well-being necessary for a strong physique and a strong mind. If you visit sunlighten.com slash better and use code better to get a discount, that is sunlighten, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N.com slash B-E-T-T-E-R and use code better at checkout. Other things that I love to do and love to incorporate uh, in terms of activating our extensors and our rotation muscles in the spine is actually just sitting on your chair and rotating all the way to one side. You can use the chair as a lever so you can grab the back of the chair and pull yourself and allow for that passive pulling uh, to rotate the spine because of course we don't get a lot of spinal rotation unless we're thinking about it. So you can rotate to the right, rotate to the left. You can be... Uh, stretching out your hamstrings, like even just getting up off of your chair and, you know, putting one foot on the seat of the chair, stretching out your hamstrings is a way to do that. If that's not kind of part of your office culture, of course, you can do that. um, You know, when you get home, that can be done on a dining room chair, um, one foot on, you know, one foot on, hold that for 30 to 45 seconds, normal breathing, and then switch it up uh, and do that on the other side. And then for the upper body, because of that, we talked about this assessing whether or not you have internal rotation of the shoulders and the kind of that shortening of the pecs and the anterior deltoid pulling that, you know, that posture forward. It almost makes for like a gorilla like posture. One of the things I love to do, and it feels so amazing is to clasp your hands behind your back. And then you want to drive your hands all the way down so that you're straightening out your elbows. And that's actually going to bring your shoulder back into the glenohumeral joint, which is actually where the, like the humerus kind of sits in this, um, in this joint It's going to bring it back if it is if it is translated anteriorly and you will also get a really beautiful stretch into the pecs. So that's a little bit about body. Um, in terms of eating, we can actually also change our diet to ameliorate and to move towards better symmetry. And this was first brought up from uh, a gentleman called Weston Price. And he observed that things like white flour and highly processed foods were leading to facial abnormalities. Like I talked about before, the, the the development of the mandible, the development of the orbit and teeth became overcrowded, uh, you know, led in the, in the, in the jaw led to tooth decay, all these types of things. So when we're thinking about our diet, we want to be thinking about eating unprocessed whole foods as much as we can. And that means usually shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. So that means picking up the broccolis and picking up the, the, the broccoli rob and picking up the Swiss chard and picking up, you know, the shrimp. And that usually you'll see like the meat is, is kind of around the perimeter as well. Those meats, if they're able to be pasture fed, 
always better. And if you are able to financially to, if you are, uh, you know, on a budget thinking about spending your money, um, if you are going to do something organic to do it on the meats and the fish, like that's where the money, um, should be spent in terms of organics, uh, or, or pardon me. Like if, if you are going to be spending, if you can do the whole thing organic, awesome. But if that's just not on the budget for you, do it on the meats and the fish and the poultry. Okay. Full fat dairy. None of this like low fat, no fat BS. <laughs> I can't say when I have yogurt that doesn't have fat in it, I'm hungry like 20 minutes later. It does nothing for me. So full fat dairy, having um, the olive oils, cod liver oil is another one. You can actually get this in supplement form. I give this to my kids, especially through the winter months. I really love, they actually get this. Uh, I'll put a link. Um, I forget the name of the company that I use. It's like a blue and green label, but I'll put it in the show notes for you guys. Um, I basically just twist the cap off. It's cod liver oil. Um, and I twist the, like it comes in a supplement. My kids are too young to, to swallow supplements. So I like crack open the supplement and squeeze the cod liver oil, uh, in their little mouths, like little hungry birds. And, uh, and then they, they have it that way. So I would recommend basically when we're thinking about that diet, it's like the unprocessed whole foods, pasture-fed meats, organic if possible, wild fish, full-fat dairy, as I mentioned, the animal fats, the olive oils, the cod liver oils, and if it's in the budget for you, organic produce. And if it's not, then I would definitely recommend checking out the environmental working groups. Um, I believe it's called the Clean 15 and the Dirty... Oh, I'm messing it up. Clean 15 and Dirty... Dirty 30? No, that's not right. Uh, clean 15 and dirty 15. I'll put it, I'll say it like that and I'll fact check myself in the show notes. But there's um there's a, you know, basically things that you can get away with. This list is around things that you can get away with buying organic and things that you can get away with not buying uh, organic. So I'll put that uh, link for you in the show notes as well. And then in terms of supplementation, all the fat soluble vitamins. So A, D, E, and K, making sure that you are either supplementing with those things, you're getting them from natural sunlight and exposure, or you're getting it from the diet. So that's a little bit of moving your way to better symmetry in terms of rehab snacks, eating some general principles there. Let's talk a little bit about your skin. All right. So skin is a, it's the first thing that people see. And I think that there is room for a conversation when we're thinking about improving our skin's microbiome, when we're thinking about collagen and elastin production, when we're thinking about, especially the ladies that are listening that use makeup, we want to be thinking about the things that we are putting on our skin. And I have said this before in podcasts, but I want to make sure that I concentrate it in this geeky magic with you today is that I remember for years, like following these like YouTubers who like, you know, and basically the reason why I know how to put on my own makeup is because these, these like influencers, these like 20 year olds have taught me how to do, how to shade and how to contour and highlight. I don't think they call it shading, but contouring and highlighting and, you know, eye makeup and all that stuff. But I would often buy the products that they were recommending and not really giving like a second thought in terms of the chemicals. Like, of course, all the chemicals were like 40 letters, like each each word in terms of the ingredient was like 40 letters long, couldn't pronounce it and have become much more conscious of the impact that that has, not only on our hormones, because I um, have used to have like the worst menstrual cycles, the worst periods on the planet. Um, and when I started cleaning up my makeup and like it was full of 
of like the Sephora specials and all the like, you know, fun things like Christmas makeup palettes and all this kind of stuff. But once I started really moving towards clean beauty, and even the products that I put on my face as moisturizers, the, the way that I removed my makeup, the, um, you know, and then the beauty products that I use now, it really does make a huge difference. So I will say that sometimes simpler is much better when it comes to skincare. I am a big lover of olive oil. And this is something that my grandmother um, has passed down to me. And she used to say to me, listen, there's not, you will never get anything in the store that is as good for your skin as olive oil and it's cheap. <laughs> so, you know, she, she's taught me to clean the house with vinegar, moisturize my skin with olive oil, brush my teeth with baking soda. Like these are incredibly affordable staples in any home. And of course they're going to reduce the, you know, the toxic, um, uh, the toxin load. And of course these endocrine disrupting chemicals, but in, in terms of your face, I remove all of my, all of my makeup with olive oil. And, you know, I, all I, it's extra virgin olive oil. It's nothing special. You can buy the super high, like, and of course, even in olive oil, there's like different, um, a continuum in terms of price that you can pay, but I just kind of get like the normal Evu and, uh, moisturize my skin with olive oil. I take off my makeup with olive oil. Um, I also use light therapy. So I have like a little mini, um, it's called the Juve and I have no affiliation with this company whatsoever, but it's a, it's an infrared, uh, little mini portable infrared, um, device and certain spectrums of light, um, in particular, 600 to 800 nanometers, um, of red light. So like near infrared, some far infrared, these can stimulate collagen and elastin production. They can activate other things like cytochrome C oxidase and all that stuff, but they are basically, um, upregulating collagen and elastin production. And when, when thinking about, we're thinking about vanity here, but we're also thinking about, you know, putting our best face forward as we age, our collagen and our elastin production begin to decline. So we want to, um, be stimulating that with like near infrared and far, some far infrared light in that 600 to 800, um, uh, continuum of red light. And I mentioned the cytochrome C oxidase that, um, that is activated from certain spectrums of light and that can, um, help with free radicals. So we, we talk about this idea of like oxidation, um, and oxidation is essentially aging. And when we think about this in the context of the skin, we want to, there like some, like some free radicals are actually great. There's a reason why they're here, right? They, um, there is some sort of hormesis to having some free radicals, but, uh, so we never want to eliminate all of them. Um, but in excess and it tends to accrue over time. And as we age, um, this is what causes the degradation of our skin elasticity, the plumpness of our skin, the fullness of our skin, that, that youthful glow. So I use this Juve mini, I'll put a link in the show notes to where you can pick it up. It's a, it's an American, um, company. Uh, I'm sure that there are other ones that are, um, that are just as good, but this is just the one that I have. And I, I quite like it and I use it while I'm working. So I have 10 minutes of exposure, usually in the morning, right when I get down to my office after my kids are kind of settled in with their work. And then I also do another 10 minutes in the early afternoon, call it like three o'clock. So those are some ways that we can really be thinking about reducing some of the toxic 
you know, overhaul that we have with our, with our, um, makeup removers and the products that we use on our skin. So I own like my whole body, I will take a shower and this, this body gets moisturized with olive oil face, body, the lot. Um, and then thinking about clean beauty. So I am going to be doing a couple of podcast episodes with guests on environmental toxins in the upcoming weeks. And I'm really excited to bring those to you. And we're going to be talking about clean beauty. So there are there are so many companies now that are really taking a focus on this. So we will be in these, uh, in these podcast episodes, like naming these products. I will be naming my products as well. I can give you like a couple of, couple of ones that I really like now. Um, one is called Ilia, I-L-I-A. I use their mascara. I use some of their highlighters. Um, I think that they have a foundation as well. My, my girlfriend, Maria, uh, I think gave me one of the foundations to try, which I have have not yet, but mascara has won like multiple awards. It's a great mascara. Highlighters great as well. Love them. There's uh, and I have no affiliation with them at all. And there's another company that I will shout out. Uh, they are from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, the company is called R. Devine. Again, I have no affiliation with this company, but they just have the most luxurious products in terms of if you don't want to use olive oil, if you don't want to smell like a salad. Uh, they have a, um, I think it's called sacred balance. It's like a, it's a makeup remover that they have. Um, I absolutely love that. They have a mat, like a honey mask and they have a, an activated charcoal mask that I use, uh, quite often as well. And I will usually do a mask like, a you know, that activated charcoal mask, like once or twice a month. So like every other week, you know, I have like, you know, my, olive oil. I'm marinating in olive oil. I have this like black face mask, my hair I have in, in some like avocado egg mayonnaise mask that, I, <laughs> that I've concocted. Um, and, uh, and I do that about once a month and that really, I find really helps as well. And the other thing that you can do, um, and I learned this from my friend, uh, Maria Christina, uh, who I'm hoping to get on the podcast as well, is this idea of exfoliating our skin. So again, as we age, you know, there are many, many layers to the skin. And as we age that, that roughing off or that sloughing off tends to slow down. So I mean, there are many products that you can use. Honestly, I use sugar and olive oil because natural, you know, and sugar on the skin, like I'm not worried about an insulin response or anything like that. And it also really does, um, uh, it really, I feel like it scrubs really well. I love putting it on my lips for like a lip scrub. It's absolutely uh, divine. So those are some of the things that I uh, use personally. And uh, actually the other product that I've mentioned quite a few times, I'm obsessed with this company, Living Libations. I use their uh, Soothsayer Skin Serum and there's one called Rose um, uh, Rose Glow, maybe it's called. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Love this company. Uh, they're an essential oil company, uh, but you can just like, when you smell their products, it's like, this is the real deal. Like they are, you know, I've said this before, like they're probably like singing to their products. Like they sing to their products before they let them go out into the world and they charge them with positive energy because you smell this stuff and you're like, ah, oh, that's what grapefruit really smells like. So Love Living Libations, Ardevine, I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. Um, 
and uh, Ilya for, for some makeup. So I hope that this has been useful for you in terms of thinking about maybe even just one thing that you can integrate for better symmetry, for better, um, you know, whether that is muscular symmetry from left to right, whether that's getting in some rehab snacks, whether that's actually learning how to assess your own posture, because that's really great. And of course, a professional like a chiropractor is going to be able to do this really well for you. But how great would it be for you to be able to go into the chiropractor and say, you know what, I think I'm a little internally rotated more on my right than on my left. And I think I got a bit of a head tilt. And I think that my, you know, my hip has a bit of a sway anteriorly and my hip is not lining up with my knee. And I was kind of looking in the mirror and I see that, like, I see these kind of things. Like, how great would that be to be able to collaborate with your healthcare uh, provider in that way? And then you can start those little movement snacks and maybe start to think about some castor oil in your diet start to think about how you can appropriate your budget for buying as much organic produce, meats and produce as you can. But if you are a meat eater, trying to aggregate your financials around being able to buy organic meat, fish, poultry, um, et cetera. So that's my little geeky magic carpet rad for y'all this week. And I will see you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast. And I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses, and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you. And now for the obligatory legal and medical disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and the advice recommendations we discuss do not replace medicine, chiropractic, or any other primary healthcare provider's advice, treatment, or care. In the consumption of this podcast, there is no doctor-patient relationship formed, and the use and implementation of the information discussed are at the sole discretion of the listener. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for primary care, diagnosis, or treatment. This episode is brought to you by yours truly, Dr. Stephanie Estima and Leverage. Leverage handles all production, creates the images that you see on my social media, and takes out all my awkward pauses. They are my secret magic bullet. You can visit them at getleverage.com forward slash better.